1: of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving god and we are not its favored children the heresies of radolf bandwine coming january 2nd wherever podcasts are available
2: hi welcome to scam wow i'm caitlin brodnick i'm your host and i love scams we love scams we love you Welcome, guys. I'm so excited. I'm just honored to be your host. This has been amazing. And as much as you guys write me that you're loving our episodes and they're keeping you busy, this podcast is keeping me busy and I cannot thank you enough. I have to first of all start by saying thank you to all of our new Patreon patrons. We have Winter, Laura, Jordan, and Amanda. And you guys, this is so kind. As we've said... I believe Corey, too. We have so many great new Patreon patrons. Our Patreon is just a silly, fun, just extra dose of scam wow and way more personal. It is where we're talking about our feelings, our thoughts, things that we don't really know if we want to air, that we would only really air between good friends. Like I have two episodes coming out this month on Patreon, which are really exciting. One episode, I'm curious. I don't know if I should say this, but the interview goes south. And I think it for great Scamwell listeners and for you guys, obviously our Patreon patrons who know us so well. I want to know like what you think of this episode as you hear it slowly go south. And if you can hear me slowly go like, oh, shit, I don't really think this is going well. And then our second Patreon episode that's coming up is with this amazing guest that we had today. We just had so much fun with Josh Gondelman. He's a gem. He is the kindest person in comedy. It was so much, just such a joy. And he was giving me great writing advice and really made my day turn around. I was like coming into the episode, just having obviously like stress from life. And he just turned my whole day around. It was lovely. And it was a little too, it was completely off topic for Scam So we put it in our Patreon patrons. So this December. You guys have two episodes coming out because we can't say thank you enough. I can't say thank you enough. And our Patreon patrons, for things to look at this week, guys, I want you to consolidate all of your gift cards. And I know that I'm sure we have gift cards floating around here and there, but I want you to go onto your computers, check the balance of every single gift card you've had all over the years, write that in a Sharpie on the gift card. And then you take that to wherever you are, wherever you're paying. And let's say it's a Visa gift card. Say, I would like to put $3.14 on this gift card and the rest I'll pay. Like this time, I'm speaking from experience and we're all like pinching pennies right now. Pennies, not pennies. Um, I don't want Anyone to be giving more money to these banks, to Visa companies, to all these companies that are basically banking on you forgetting that you have gift cards? I had a Walmart gift card that I had had from five years ago. It still worked; there was still money on it. I got it from a old, old, old Christmas gift, and I was able to get my son like these adorable little train tracks that I would automatically just go to Amazon or go to like whatever my most comfortable online site is and purchase it, but. A lot of times, all of these retailers, they all sort of get the same stuff from the same places. So grab your gift cards. Check it out. Um, I was given a Williams Sonoma gift card, and it's actually applicable for like Pottery Barn and West Elm. And we were given a Home Goods gift card, and it's applicable for TJ Maxx, which, you know, I'm like a Max and East obsessed person. So just don't let these gift cards sit in your drawers. And this is your friendly reminder to do not get scammed by it. And the end of a- Friendly, enormous, warm, loving, thank you to our Patreon patrons. You guys can find us on Skinwell Podcast at Patreon. You can email us at ScanWellPodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear how you're doing. I want to know how your Christmas is going. I have gotten so many amazing new people reaching out to me from Instagram Telling me their scam stories. And I'm like, yeah, come on on my show, be a guest. I am so excited to be connecting with more scam respondents, more people. You guys are giving me so much joy and life. So thank you so much. And I also, of course, want to say thank you to Kate, our producer, and Jesse, our producer and editor. They have just been my rock this entire year. And I think we all have to give it up to them. So Big huge congrats to our whole team! Really chugging in, chugging in, <laughs> plugging in, working really hard. Chugging like little trains that we are. Today's episode is with Josh Gondelman, and it's really funny because he talked about a topic that apparently was so common and so well known that I completely missed. I don't know what was happening. This was last year during quarantine. We're talking about the sex scams where somebody will email you an email that says, I have this sexy picture of you, and if you don't send me this much money by this amount of time, I'm going to send it to everyone in your family, basically. So it's it's crazy. It's kind of silly in the same time. Like, it's, I don't know, it's just a fun episode, and apparently sextortion scams are all over other countries right now. Like, they're really hitting up other countries hard, which is interesting. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I loved it. Oh, something about some things about Josh. He is way, way too fancy <laughs> for our humble podcast. He's amazing. He's a writer and comedian from Boston. He writes and produces for Jesus and Miro on Showtime. He has worked on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He's won three WAG awards. He's earned it four Emmy Awards. He's had two Peabody Awards. I mean, this guy's amazing. He's done stand-up on Conan, on Late Night with Seth Meyers, on Late Show with James Corden. And he's written a book that we talked about last year when he was out um, called Nice Try Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results, published in 2019 with Harper Perennial. Guys, it's very funny. It's very good. Um, Josh is performing all over. He's just... He's just a joy. This is just, I'm so happy to bring in December, the month of love. (laughs) Is it the month of love for me? It's, we really love December in this house. We got every holiday, we got Hanukkah, we got Christmas. So I'm excited to bring in this like warm, fuzzy interview. And during this like warm, fuzzy, happy time, because I'm gonna need all these endorphins. Oh, side note, not related. This is just probably. Because we're all best friends, I need to talk about it. I have been pumping vitamin D, you guys, so hard. <laughs> Alan, Alan had old vitamin D pills that he was—he had from um, I don't know from a while ago. He needed some; he had some vitamin deficiency D, and he told me like he got a lower dose because usually people take too much. Well, in the middle of the day yesterday, I'd already taken a pill. I was like, Alan, I need some more <laughs> vitamin D. It sounds terrible, but I just needed more. Now that I'm saying it, I'm like, okay. But I just am like taking whatever supplements I can find. You better believe I'm on my collagen. I'm on my biotin. I'm taking um like flaxseed. I, I am just trying every single, every single tool of mental, natural mental health besides all my Prozac. I mean, Patreon patrons, you know, I you know my dose already. Like, I've talked about my medication dose on all my other episodes, but I am just really pushing hard for the natural help and side effects to deal with seasonal affective disorder. So, if anyone has that, this is greatly appreciated. Send me what you do, send me what you love. My therapist said I did need to find, you know, some way to exercise, which she's not wrong, but we have a lot of things to do. There's a lot on our plates. Oh, also, this is the last of my dry episode. So we were talking with Kate about our big painting, the painting scam that I scammed myself in, that I covered in my own saliva. It's a ridiculous episode. And I have to say though, that the eating of garlic, which we talked about in that episode, that I found out is antibacterial and helpful, has really helped me this holiday season. So I am plugging garlic as a really great way to help yourself stay healthy this season. And usually I get a ton of sinus infections. I've had no sinus infections during this cold season because I eat raw garlic twice a day. Am I disgusting? Do I smell like matzah ball soup all day long? Yes. Nobody wants to be around me, but I don't have a sinus infection. And so that's a win. Okay, I'll start the episode Enough of my crazy um rando ideas that might or might not be fact checked. I love you guys. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Scam ScamWow, Josh. Hello.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Josh, we love you. Everybody loves oh, you. It's very been kind. so
1: fun. I had so much fun last time I was on the show. It was about a year ago, which is wild. I just looked it up. That's
2: crazy. I know.
1: I, well, I saw it in my emails when I was looking for the confirmation about today. Oh, and yeah. I was like, wow, it was the last November.
2: Oh, that's amazing. Well, because I loved having you as a guest. And I remember as soon as we finished, I was like, how can we get you back on?
1: <laughs> and then, oh, thank you. That's very kind. I'm very excited to be back.
2: So this scam we're talking about today, Josh, I studied uh, like a little bit up front. And the majority of things that I found were all like UK and New Zealand websites. Apparently, I think this is like a real big problem. Oh, interesting. For British and Australian and New Zealand people. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah okay. those were the ones that came up that had the most clicks. So I'll have you like explain it to the audience because it's it's so fascinating, but I just thought that was such an interesting side note because I haven't experienced this scam yet, but I'm sure I'll experience it tomorrow.
1: <laughs> so this is one that I've heard coming up a bunch. It happened to um an older family member of mine who was very stressed out about it because oh. it is it's so scammy and and they put they'd really put a lot of pressure on you in this email that yeah. they sent. So the scam is that you get an email from like some, it'll be like Derek z- 6824713 at yeah. scam or whatever. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's like this, it's the scammiest email address. And they'll yeah. be like, Look you nasty pervert, we know what you've been <laughs> doing at your computer and we've got video of it. You sick freak. We've seen it and we're going to send it everywhere. And it's like an extortion scam. It's so intense. And it's so intense. I don't know how much money they ask for. I think it's like usually pretty small. Like it it's like okay. a big chunk of money, but it's not so much that you're like oh this is where would anyone get this much money? You know what I mean? So it's like right in that scam pocket of like, I think the one I've heard of are like $1,500, right? Where it's like, that's a lot of money, but it's not so much money that you're like, no one's ever had that much money.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. Also, if you're like, and I know that they're targeting, they're called like how to respond to a sextortion email. They're called sextortions.
1: I've gotten these. It's so interesting that there's like a how to respond because my immediate impulse is just like, don't.
2: Yeah, of course. Well, that is the thing. You're not supposed to respond. And the second step. So we've all gotten spammy emails and we can usually put them in our spam or block. But the first step on all of these articles that I've read about it has said, change your email password, which is sort of interesting because these emails aren't saying we're on your computer or, or Right. They're just saying we were watching you. So you're just getting a rando email. But still, all of the experts say from New Zealand to the US, change your email password first.
1: I guess that's never a bad piece of advice, right? Because I think there's this uh, there's an adjacent scam that is like you get locked out of your own stuff, right? Like that. Have you talked about that on the show before?
2: I haven't. No. There's a
1: name for it. It's not always sexual, but it's like, hey, we've hacked your computer. We have all your stuff. It's like a phishing email. Uh Yes, right. You get phished. Usually um, they take all your stuff and then they go like, you're locked out of your computer forever. We've like encrypted it,
2: and I think they changed their password yes. without you knowing. Yep. And or then something. they go,
1: "Send us Bitcoin," and it's like fully untraceable, or or you know mostly untraceable. And they go, "It is, yeah." That's like it feels like an adjacent scam, but that feels like they've gone a level further, right? And they've gotten yeah. your email. And I actually just got a phishing email this morning that was like, which I this is another scam I've heard of. I've, I'm I don't know why I'm the target for so many email scams. I think it's just everybody now.
2: I really am the judge. I'm, I'll open my spam folder and it's all going to be like, you stinky pervert. Yeah. Well, this one is
1: not, this didn't go to spam. It was like, hello, we've renewed your Norton antivirus and it, we've charged oh. you $350 and blah, blah, blah. And what they do, this one I, I've also heard of, but this is the first time I've gotten it, I think. They rely on you going, wait a minute, that's a fraudulent charge. And then you go in and they don't have your bank information, but then you go oh. in and you, they go, what's your credit card information so we can refund you? And then you give it to them oh. and and then they have it and they steal your money.
2: Oh, okay. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Because I also I feel like they would have, I've had it too, where sometimes if you just click on a link, yeah. the link, this I think this was earlier days before there was like a lot of protection, yeah. but it used to be if you just clicked on whatever the link was, boom, your email was just taken away. Like, and it was- Flying around. <laughs> I
1: think now it's less. Like it used to be right. There was like the, I love you virus or something mm-hmm. where they used to be like, Oh, click on this thing. Yes, and yes. it screws up your whole computer and all your information gets corrupted. And, and it's, it feels like less of that is happening now. Like that mm-hmm. seems easier to stop, but it is a lot of like people spoofing organizations you might've interacted with in the past. And they go, Hey, we, we lost your credit card information. Would you re input it? Cause we've had this hack and then you do it. And then they have your information. Cause it was a fake or um there's one going around in comedy right now where people will be like hey can you do this gig for us we'll wire you the money and then they wire you the money they wire you more than you agreed on yes. and then they ask for some back and then like cancel the original payment or or they you know they mm. file a a, compl- a claim on the original I think payment I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah and so there's all these just like little mm. things but and and that one feels That one feels more diabolical because especially because it's like it feels like personal outreach like this one that the the like sextortion ones were like they don't have your Mm -hmm. nude pictures or whatever. They're just saying they do.
2: Right. They just send an email to everybody about naked. It's every single
1: person. And so the the relative in my life that got that was like, there's no way this is true. But I'm worried. They they said they're going to email everyone (laughs) I work with. And we had to just be like, well, what are they going to send them? And they're like. And he, we had to calm him down and be like, yeah. they sent you this email. They will never follow up. They've sent this to every email yeah. address in the world. And they're waiting for people to freak out Ugh. and be like, oh, no. But yeah, it's it's also mm-hmm. like.
2: Not me. Yeah.
1: It feels very personal. And it's one of those things that feels like even if it's mistaken identity, that it w- it could really be bad for your life. Like, oh, I don't want them emailing my business partner and my romantic partner and my friends to say, and it's like, they don't know who you know. I know. And they don't have anything. But it's like, that's, it's just a bluff. It's like a full on bluff, hoping that you'll just send them money to make it go away. It's very sinister. But also I think I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't know, just post my nudes. Who cares? Like
2: (laughs) I know. when I got it, I'm
1: like, I don't think this is the case. I I'm sure that this video footage does not exist. Like whatever they right. say they have, there's nothing. It's this is just not right. like how I'm living my life. But it's like, even if yeah, I yeah. Like, walked by my computer, it naked, doesn't
2: really check out for me. Right.
1: Where it's like, even just from a practical level, it's like, where do you think I'm pointing a yeah. camera while I'm naked? Do <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like,
2: I know. It's like you might get side butt cheek and I'm sorry for my coworker for having to see it. Having I mean, to see my side but, cheek. Yeah. But, <laughs> I'm not giving right. you money. Exactly.
1: It just feels, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are people who are like, oh, this would be really humiliating for me to have, yeah. to have even just like, oh, they caught my face while I was looking at at lewd pictures and like that's embarrassing to me and like my church group is gonna see it or like i was having an affair or like sending illicit messages to somebody and that would be really bad for me if it got out but like i don't know there's just like i i think that i don't really do that much stuff that i'm like oh this would this would ruin me if somebody saw it
2: same yeah i I totally agree
1: it's not like you know i don't have a my name isn't appearing in like an Ashley Madison link or leak or whatever, you know, it's just like when I got it, I was like, this is a scam. And it had already happened to two people in my life, but it is like such a, it's like such a pressure point. I imagine for people. Cause like, I don't know. I say embarrassing shit constantly publicly. And so the idea of like, the world seeing my naked body is like, well, that's invasive. And like, I'm sure there would be unpleasant fallout, but I'm also like, this wouldn't destroy my life. <laughs> unpleasant yeah.
2: fallout. That's a great disruption. Yeah, I'm sure I would not be happy about right. it and I'd be upset. I also think that they aren't gunning for us. I think they're looking for, it's like a swath of people. And then imagine if you have like a tiny bit of guilt or if yeah. you have like a tiny yes. bit of deviancy and you can't sleep at night. My God, I'm sure people, if they get that email at two in the morning, are like, trigger happy yep. and sending links to whatever PayPal yeah. account they have. Like if if you already feel shitty, they're gonna really go crazy on if you. If it's
1: like a married person who is like oh gosh, this kind of, um, they they have my search history that I've been hiding from yeah. my partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is, that I imagine that would be very scary. Even again, even if you didn't do anything that is like objectively like bad or criminal, Wrong. I can see like yeah. th- having kind of that level of secret feeling like it would be very disruptive and damaging to your life. Or just being a person who is like, you know, even if it's like within your own home and with- within your loved ones, you're like, yeah, this is just private stuff that I don't want getting out. Yeah,
2: I just don't want everyone seeing, you know, my butt cheek. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. I just don't want that. Or like a, a,
1: a, whatever. Even if it's like a sex tape you made privately that, that you're like, True, God, this yeah. would be really embarrassing. I'm a... Public school teacher, or something like this, would be really who
2: also likes to bone, yeah, like that, right? Of course, it can be two things. You can have both of those. Most
1: people are two things, at least, right? Right, most people are two things. That's kind of some wisdom <laughs> that I've been developing.
2: <laughs> hey guys, you heard it here first.
0: Most people, most people are, two are two things, things. <laughs> um,
1: and so I think that there are a lot of people upon whom this level of kind of like invasive pressure, even when it's not accurate, are very effective because there are people for whom it would be much more damaging to have much lower tier stuff get out like the kind of stuff that is like publicly thought of as shameful even if it's not bad does that make sense
2: right yes i just shared i had like i'm in credit card debt right now and i just shared that on my episode and i was so so embarrassed to share it i was so shamed i like did this is one of those like last minute decisions to share because I was like, I got to be honest, if I'm talking about con artists, people conning themselves, I have to con about my, that I'm lying to myself that I can afford things, you know? And so I finally admitted it, but that was a shame that I was so afraid to say. And everyone's like, we have that too.
1: And, And it's the kind of thing, right? Where like if, if somebody posted, not even like your social security number, but just like your credit record right you'd be like oh, my oh that's God, yeah. so invasive and so personal but it's totally. not like there's anything bad in there necessarily like bad
2: exactly it's just my own personal yes. shame and if yes. if i talk to each person individually they usually everyone who's reached out to me has been like oh this was my case i was this much in debt this is how i figured it out like people are genuine and kind yes. and like very great about it but it's also something that i was so anxious about yes. my own like little deviant hidden thing yep.
1: and and i think with with like financial stuff and and sex stuff, there are so many different ways that you're fine. Like, you know what I mean? That it's like yeah. what whatever yeah. you're doing is not wrong and it's okay, right. right? Like being in debt doesn't mean you're like a bad person or you're like, you've right. done something messed up. Or
2: being a person that has sex doesn't mean you're a bad person if you have sex. That's correct.
1: Great. And right, even being a person that has like really like non-normative Yeah. Uh, Kinky sex. It's like not necessarily a bad thing, but it is Mm -mm. like, it is treated by a lot of people as like, shameful, and definitely private. Like, I think there can be things that are private, yes, but not shameful, right. right? And I think you're like, totally right. the idea of something private being like, well, this is me personally, and I don't want it mm-hmm. to color how people think of me is like very reasonable, even if it's not like a deep shame, even if you're like, yeah, I totally. fucking, I love whatever this BDSM, uh, and, yeah. and I feel great about it. And I have a, a thriving community in that world. But Completely. it's like, that, that doesn't mean that's something that, like, everybody who knows you needs to know. I don't
2: want to bring it into the office, right? us and,
1: and if you do, like, if that's something that is, like, you know, like, that there are friends of yours that aren't in that community that, like, are, sure. are in the loop about, with, with like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm into, no big deal, then that's, like, yeah. fine. But, right, again, the office is, like, that is a place where it's, like, even if you're not ashamed it is like not the kind of thing that is always appropriate to share with coworkers.
2: Totally, totally. Because also, you don't want everyone's opinion. You don't want someone to be like, "Oh no, but I really like this. Yeah, this yeah, yeah pink. Exactly. You should try yep. this." And it's like, you know what, Bill? I'm yeah. fine.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. I don't need to borrow <laughs> crossing your baby a line. bonnet or whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> we all love diapers, Bill. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we it's all out there, but love I... diapers, Bill.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm not sharing a diaper. Okay. I want my Stop own private, private pictures
1: diaper. of your wife's feet. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this.
2: I'm glad she has, like, an amazing, like, rating on, like, whatever that foot footwear. WikiV, sure. Wikipedia, yeah, I'm proud of her for that, but I don't need it in my
1: face. I'm glad that you love her feet and that she's proud of her feet. But I don't want, whatever it is you do with feet, I don't want to do it with your wife's feet. (laughs) No, no
2: exactly what will happen the second that your email gets leaked mm-hmm. is what these people companies are, are saying you pictures of their wife's feet and it's it's gonna have a whole bag of confusion
1: and that's and it's great yeah and it's like yeah. look whatever whatever people are into as long as it's not harming somebody oh that is not into it it's like please
2: enjoy your life of
1: course and and, and i think that we are you know maybe in, in some respects too um, cloistered about certain things. I, and again, I think like at work, like you brought up, is a different boundary. It's like you can, you don't want to be walking around work being like, here's how I get it wet. Like it's just inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. It puts people in a bad spot. But like,
2: <laughs> makes you a little uncomfortable. For <laughs> sure.
1: And and I think like people's <laughs> own levels of comfort and discomfort are very important. And like I don't want right. to and, and like people are entitled to their privacy. And I think like there's so much of the this scam plays on in, yes. in those realms. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay, so then you have the total opposite side. Did you hear about Jeffrey Tubin? Yes. Okay, so I did not know about this. What? I don't know how it escaped Oh, me. it
1: was huge.
2: No idea. And I think, I, I don't know what was happening, but so if anybody was living under a rock at this time, this was this was published by CNN Business November 2020. So this was last year when we were first hanging out, Josh. Mm-hmm. And I think that was when I was in my own like personal mental crisis. Sure. So I don't think I could handle any negative news. For
1: context, this was all over the news. It was <laughs> a constant social media discussion for like days, <laughs> if not weeks. Was this yeah,
2: happening? I'm, I was out of it. I was just probably like, what's really fun when you have kids is that you can be like, oh, my son doesn't feel like doing this or participating. And then you get to check out from life totally. and just play with cars all day. Yep. It's real fun. Yeah. Okay, Jeffrey Dubin. Now, this, he was the story that I read. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear all the other details, everything I missed last year. But he was at on a work Zoom simultaneously on a porn-type Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so he thought one Zoom couldn't see the other, but he was masturbating during his porn Zoom and his coworkers saw it.
1: I think it wasn't that he thought one Zoom couldn't see the other. I think his (laughs) story was I thought I was muted camera off on the work Zoom. Like, I thought it was like, okay, okay, I'm just like in this meeting, but I'm like really checked into this other Zoom.
2: (laughs) Which is so funny because that detail is so relatable (laughs) of like being on an official work Zoom and not really wanting. It's like a meeting you don't have to go to. it's my favorite thing or like I'll be at a meeting and I can have it play in the
0: background almost. Totally.
1: 100%. I believe it was like a Supreme Court role play or something where like a bunch of New Yorker staff members were like kind of talking through these different possibilities and eventualities of this Supreme Court case, I think.
0: Probably. But I think
1: there is a difference between, oh, I like stood up on a zoom and like my pants fell down and it was embarrassing (laughs) versus like, I was on a work call masturbating. Just like, don't do that.
2: (laughs) That's the funniest. That's the funniest. And it's also like, couldn't it wait 15 more minutes or could it wait? Like what the the dire need for that to be like, I got to do it now, guys. We're talking Supreme courts. Got to day. I'm too (laughs) horned (laughs) up. I'm
1: too horned (laughs) up. Just talking about.
2: (laughs) I love policies and procedures. I got to, you know, get this out of my system and
1: that was i mean there was no extortion there was no scam. it was just like
2: no he biffed it he well what's so funny too is i'm pretty sure that after since i was the only one who didn't like really know that much about this but it's become now when i was looking up like sextortion things yeah. this was the, one of the first things that came up because i think they're probably using this the Sextortion extortion artists are using this as an example right. because they're like, oh, people masturbate doing Zoom calls or people do these like deviant things. And it's
1: bad for their bad for their professional life.
2: Yeah. And you saw what happened to Jeffrey. Like, I, I think they add this as another fold into the layer. Oh,
1: interesting to be like, this could happen to you. And it's like, yes, well, I think there's a pretty substantial difference. <laughs>
2: Well, I was just laying in bed eating chocolate, right? <laughs> like just crying. <laughs> you don't need to share that. It's
1: like, it's okay to masturbate, not at work.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. And so I just, at first when I saw it, I thought, when I first read the article, I, was, I thought it was just somebody that, that he did just like stand up and his dick was out or something. No. because. But he was like involved in another activity. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. It's not like there was. It was not like a wardrobe malfunction. This is user error, and like he was being inappropriate during work.
2: Ugh, that's so funny. Well, because I'm constantly about to walk. in I. I'm positive at least one. Maybe. 15 of my husband's coworkers has seen like somebody part accidentally of mine because we, as you can see, we do our Zoom in our bedroom. We live in a very open concept apartment that we got in 2019 before everything shut down. So we're like, oh, the the bedroom leads into the living room. It's like an open living space. And so I'm constantly running around. And so our biggest thing is, Alan's always like, I have a I have a meeting right now. Put yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> wear a robe. I have a meeting. You can't wear like shorts like that or something. And I'm like, well, I'm just a slob hanging out.
1: Yeah, and and again, this is not a story about a slob just hanging out, right? This was like <laughs> he was at his job on, on Zoom. Yeah, and, and so, but I do yeah. think there is this fear of it's like a combination of like these kind of stories, well, like. People feeling consequences for this kind of action, and then like you can kind of leverage that against people's shame, internalized shame, totally. and and so like totally. even if people have, have whether they've done something wrong or not, maybe they have. Maybe you're getting people that have like what you have them doing on video, or
2: serial masturbators, it, yeah,
1: yeah, some something work. right, something <laughs> during work. Maybe it's yeah. like oh, that this kind of pornography is like criminal or unacceptable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, maybe it's that kind of. Thing, but like, I imagine for most people, it's just leveraging like a personal embarrassment. And I'm not saying like totally. everybody be super free with your body. Like, I hate my human body, I resent it. I resent having to have one.
2: <laughs> I don't want anyone seeing it when I'm it's not my decision. I don't want to be showing it off,
1: even when it is my decision. I'm not crazy yeah. <laughs> about it, but yeah, I, I so I'm not this isn't me being like a um hippie libertine and again nothing against hippie libertines it's just not my scene yes it's just me saying like this shame exists in a way that like is exploitable even when the threat is not real because people Mm -hmm. have a shame that is like maybe and and society places a shame on people that is like maybe disproportionate to like what the Mm -hmm. actual bad quote-unquote bad thing is
2: yeah i wonder if like in other countries where people aren't as prudish in some ways, if the scams are like, they're like, ah, I cheat on my wife all week. Right, or like, right, I right, don't right, know right, if right, there's right. something where they have to be more specific right. because it depends on what those people value so deeply. Right, like
1: in, in France, it's like, oh, you caught my infidelity or whatever. It's like, oh, good <laughs> like, for you. Like, get in line, pal. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have that on my public Instagram account. <laughs>
2: My wife and I are, are called Swingers Andersons. That's our full. That's our last At name. <laughs> Swingers Andersons,
1: right? Yeah. And, and so I do think that it is like very tied into like American cultural norms. Yeah. not exclusively American, but it is like totally because of our cultural norms. I think it, it is. Cred like, on
2: it perfectly. Well, we we talk about this a lot. Is that they have actual companies that set up an entire like office room filled with people that will then research one person and they'll be like these very much cater to scams and they will study everything and i've got this actually from the federal trade commission mm-hmm. so it's uh, the government site that says it has been reporting scams to watch that are based on bitcoin blackmail so this is just like that it's still these like sextortion things but they say that the emails say that they have hacked into your computer over the last few weeks and recorded you visiting adult websites and they threaten to distribute the video to friends family within hours unless you pay a bitcoin amount yes and so that also it's not it's saying to people not just like you've walked by naked or you know you were just masturbating and the computer was around it was that you visited these specific adult you know film mm-hmm. whatever websites and your computer was on and it recorded you. And what's also kind of crazy is that at the same time that this is happening, they said based on the timing of the spike, you might get one of these messages that your email was exposed in a recent data breach. So they're sort of coming at the same time. So they have they say that the scammers have access to your webcam and installed a clever software to to hurt, harm you. They also say they can sometimes come at you with one of your old passwords. Sure. So that's sort of the password thing. It's not only are they extorting you for money, but they're like and we know all of your passwords, wasn't this one of them? And that I think there's something about old passwords can't harm you, but I think old passwords are a way that con artists very scary. Yeah. So That's what they always say, like double check, triple check your password, because you can have a data breach in large companies where your old password is out. But let's say you changed all your new passwords this week. They can't really do anything. Mm -hmm. But in these phishing scams, they claim with the evidence of your old password that they're going to get you. So that's that's also a big thing.
1: Yep. It's really scary. And it's like especially when you don't have a super high degree of Internet literacy, It's really hard to know what is a big threat. And I think I probably mess this up sometimes. I think I might maybe underestimate certain threats, overestimate certain threats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It feels very scary.
2: I get overwhelmed. Yeah.
1: And it's like, I'll get a thing like, oh, this password may have been compromised. It's like, well, what does that mean? You know what I mean? And it's like, usually I, I try to go in and change them right away. But it's also like, I don't know, like, let them steal my Netflix, I guess. <laughs>
2: like, I know. I know. They can have some Disney Plus. Let them watch Frozen. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> I'm stealing Disney Plus from my sister anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> exactly. And
1: so I think like when you get something like this, that's like, we have your information, blah, blah, blah. It is very scary because it is the mm-hmm. kind of thing that can really, excuse me, affect someone's life. But it
0: mm-hmm.
1: often is a bluff. And then that's how they get the information. So it's like completely. You Freak out. I, I always like when I get something like that, right, that seems like it might be fake even where it's like, hey, will you accept payment from this organization? I will, instead of going through the link in the email, I'll go back through the official email that I got before, and see if there's like an alert there. You know what I mean? If it's like I've done oh, work for this company, and and I get another a new email that's like, actually, we're changing our pay portal. I will go. I'll like email the person who handles accounts really there, smart. and mm-hmm. just that little stuff. And then if it's like that's
2: really smart,
1: it just feels like the the least I can do is to check in with a person when there's yeah, a just
2: person. do one more email, yeah. just one more that's email it. in between. I think that's and I've been like trigger happy before and been so excited and and I think the thing too not only are these like these like sextortion things but I got like 15 emails in my spam folder just now from Sam's Club. And so yeah. I know that it's probably not Sam's Club sending me 15 at once it's probably a scammy thing like Yeah, scam's club. Anything that seems s- s- <laughs> scam's club. <laughs> Um, that's my next podcast, <laughs> just about bulk scams. Bulk scams.
1: Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> more efficient. I mean, both. this is a bulk scam, right? Honestly? That we're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, like a yeah. scam that relies on high output. I imagine for like low Completely. yield. Like think about Completely. if you send a thousand emails, just like, you copy someone's email 15, address.
2: 15,000. My 15,000. Yeah, yeah. If you
1: send 15,000 emails that are just like, we have video of you uh, putting your thumb in your own butt while you suck your other thumb <laughs> and then switching. And it's like, yikes. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: wow. They saw the switch. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, really. Yeah. Right, right. No one can see I mean, that.
1: <laughs> obviously they're not even that specific. They're just like, we know what you've been doing, you filthy pervert. And you're like, oh, they know what I've been doing. And I am kind of a filthy pervert.
2: I am. It's and if you my send
1: 15,000 emails and you're asking for like, thousand dollars each, and ten people reply. That's ten thousand dollars you made.
2: You're doing great. You're doing I know, great. I know, if,
1: if there's anything to take <laughs> away from this podcast, scammers, <laughs> you work hard, and you're doing great. You're
2: working. You're putting in the hours. You're really doing the hard work yes. that I can't do. Yes. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, there, like, I'm I'm reading again. The the amount is around like a thousand dollars. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought.
2: This email says best solution would be to pay me. just like a bizarre amount. And I I guess they're saying like a thousand feels pressure, you know, very like a lot of pressure. It's not 20 bucks. It's not something to ignore. You know, it's not something you would, you'd probably notice a thousand dollars in your bank account. But it's also not 25000 so you have to worry right. that it's like a ransom note. Or it's <laughs> or just like
1: – I mean, there's I think there's probably a point where you hit it where you're just like, well, fuck it. Just leak the nudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And I think yeah. for a lot of – I imagine for a lot of people, even if $1,000 is like a, a very painful amount of money to part with, yes. it is an amount of money that you're like – if I grit my teeth and mm-hmm. do it, I, I can I can scrounge together this thousand dollars to save my life and reputation. I can move some money around, make it so that totally. my partner doesn't see, etc. Um, I'm so sorry, my. Uh, you
2: gotta go, but I want to say thank you so much for talking to me. It made me feel so much better. Thank
1: you, thank you so much. This was really a pleasure. Always so great to talk with you. And so um, great. yeah, this this was so fun. Thank you for having. We'll me.
2: have you back again. Please, I would love to. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Josh, who is the MVP, kindest human being in comedy. We adore you. Guys, if you want to hear more of this great interview, he gives me incredible writing advice. It's on our Patreon account. You can find Podcast on patreon.com, where we, for a small fee, you can have a ton of other episodes. And you can find us on social media at Podcast, And then, of course, email us if you have any scams, anything fishy. If you think something might be a scam, if you think that somebody might be sort of uncouth and unsure, just send us an email at scamwellpodcast at gmail.com. We're all in this together. We're all here for you. A big special thank you to editor and producer Kate and to Jesse, our amazing editor, and to all of you guys because... I owe you all so much. This community has given me so much and I just can't thank you enough. Have a great week. Bye.